It's time to get away. And to help get you there, it's Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Here's the host of Travel Bags, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel Bags with Anita and Friends. Welcome, Doc Bill. How are you today? I'm doing great today. It's a beautiful day. A lot of beautiful trees seen here and during, during the remnants of snow. <laughs> well, we have had some crazy weather here. But, you know, Valentine's was just two weeks ago, so I'm still in the Valentine's glow of things. So it doesn't matter what the weather is. I'm still kind of feeling, you know, that warm, romantic glow of the Valentine's Day. That's true. Since we're talking about romance, I think the next topic we're going to talk about today will fit right in with that topic. Well, you're absolutely right about that, because I'm sure on Valentine's Day, there were some guys that were down on one knee and they were saying, will you marry me? I'm sure that happened. I'm sure it did. A lot of people did that. And uh, now they're going to follow up with the other part of the bargain, which is um, the wedding. (laughs) Absolutely. And that is the trending thing now, you know, is looking at traveling for those weddings as well. So that's what we're going to talk about today is destination weddings, because people are thinking about where should I say those I do's? And they're not always thinking about the chapel that's right downtown. They're thinking about going out of town and taking everyone with them. So it can be a fun activity for the guests and family as well. I mean, destination weddings, particularly going to a particular location, has become a growing, growing a trend. And about 16, 16% of couples are choosing to have a destination wedding. Wow, 16%. That's that's a pretty good number. And I think in the travel industry, what you're seeing also, too, is that those weddings can range from anywhere, say, as low as $1,100 per person, including everything, including airfare. And, of course, on up. It just depends on really what those couples want to do, how much fanfare they want to have on those weddings, and you know if that destination is going to be extra, extra special. So lots of things to consider. Well, it is, you know, and again, you have to find something that fits your personal circumstances and your budget. The um, limit can be, you know, through the roof or it can be something that fits the budget of people that are looking to um, have their cost and keep their budget down. You're right about that. And another thing that we have to keep in mind, too, is that family and friends will want to come and spend that special day with us. So we have to keep in mind that although $1,100 per person may sound like a good deal to us when we're planning that wedding, that could sound kind of like an ouch to maybe some of our friends and family. That's true, and a lot of things you have to look at that can also keep the costs on well within the range you're looking at. Places like resorts, which have a lot of inclusive packages, can be a lot because they'll consider all the things that um, that make it a great event and then things you don't even think about. They've done enough destination weddings. They can have little packages and things and have um, things that can take care of the intangibles that can occur around that time. Well, you bring up a very good point. And instead of us trying to like figure and sort out what all of those things are, we have a great guest that we can bring on today. And her name is Marilyn Cairo. And she has 20 years of experience in the travel industry. And she's with the, she is the Corporate Romance Director for Paradisa's Resorts, which is part of Malayal Hotels International. Now, she knows a thing or two about destination weddings, as you just mentioned, and also romance, having those honeymoons, too. So as people are listening to this show, they can also be thinking about where can I have my honeymoon? So it's not just only the weddings. Well, that's true. So let's welcome her and bring her on board. Marilyn, hi. This is Marilyn Cairo. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Well, we're so glad to have you because you hear us kind of bantering back and forth about destination weddings, but you're truly the expert. So let me ask you this. Why a destination wedding versus that traditional one that's right down the street at our childhood chapel? Why should we choose a destination 
I think the number one reason why couples choose a destination wedding today is for cost. Um, adventure is a close second, but really and truly, it comes down to the cost. You Hometown weddings can be such an expense, but when you think of a destination wedding, not everyone will be able to travel to the actual destination to celebrate with a couple. So it's a great way for the newlyweds to still celebrate, still have that dream wedding that they've always envisioned, and yet not break the bank. Well, I like that not breaking breaking the bank part of it because you're right. I mean, we get so excited about these weddings when we're planning on it. It was just 14 years ago when Doc Bill and I got married. So I can still remember that going back and forth with the numbers and trying yep. to make sure we could fit everything in. So tell us then, how, how are they different then, the destination wedding versus that hometown wedding, especially looking at the budget? There's a lot of costs that don't go into a destination wedding because the first thing you have is a beautiful destination as the backdrop. So that in itself lends um, to so many different decor options. A lot of times couples don't even do natural flowers anymore. They'll just do something different, maybe candlelight, maybe just the natural tiki torches out on the beach. So costs start cutting back. Then you also have the opportunity to spend more time with family and friends that have actually come down to this destination with you. So all in all, it's about time. It's about experience. Um, and really and truly in taking everything that they would have done at home, but extending it over a two to three day period. So is that what most people do then? Do they plan like a big uh, rehearsal dinner is what we call it when we're doing it in our hometown. So do they also plan that with destination weddings? Oh, absolutely. What we've seen with a growing trend of our destination wedding clients is they'll have like a big beach barbecue the day before the wedding. And that's the the couple's way of saying thank you to family and friends for coming out, you know, making the investment to vacation slash uh, honeymoon slash see them tie the knot. And definitely beach barbecues, welcome cocktails. They'll have fire dancers out on the beach. They might bring some kind of a musical trio to serenade the group. So definitely your rehearsal dinner is non-traditional anymore. It's Caribbean. It's fun. It's alive. It's toes in the sand. So tell me this, then. What tips, if you could give us, say, maybe some top tips for helping to plan that wedding, that destination wedding? What are some things that you would include with that? Uh, Great question. Top tips for me is to keep your guest budget in mind. And, you know, as the bride and groom, you are ready to splurge because this is your dream day. But not everyone in the wedding may be on that same mindset. So what we always recommend to the client, number one, is pick a destination where airlift is convenient from where the majority of your guests are traveling from. So if you're traveling from Georgia, you know, you can get to the Dominican Republic, you can get to uh, Mexico, maybe getting somewhere like St. Lucia is not going to be as accessible. Uh, Maybe getting somewhere as Hawaii is not going to be as accessible. So always keep your guest budget in mind. Find something that's going to be easy for them to get to and then start picking a hotel that is all inclusive because it helps budget the guest for their for their time there. Well, I definitely like that tip. Uh, And you bring up a really good point, too, because airfare really can be very restrictive to some of the places. So you definitely have to think about your guests. So any other tips? I mean, what about uh, group rates and things like that? Should families kind of get together and plan this together if they're going to be guests? Once the bride and groom picks the destination, I think the next thing the bride and groom should do is contact the hotel and find out what kind of group rates and group amenities they may have for wedding groups. Um, that way, when they do send out invitations to family and friends, they can also provide them with rate information and also a point of contact where to make the reservation with. And we always encourage couples 
don't turn into travel agents. That is not your area of expertise. Leave that in the hands of a professional. So work with a travel professional to help you help your family and friends reserve their trip. Well, I certainly like that idea of working with the travel professionals because you're right. They know where those discounts are and really how to handle a lot of this. Because if you're not the couple, that's not going to be on the forefront of your mind 24-7 like the couple has it on theirs. So you might need some help with uh, kind of remembering some of those things. So let me ask you this, because um, since I travel a fair amount, I've seen a few brides trying to get on the flights with those uh, dresses. So do you have any tips for things like that, for the actual travel with all of your gear and all of your stuff? stuff you've got to bring? I do. Actually, that's a very good question. We always get asked by the couple, what's the best way to transport the dress? And, you know, airlines nowadays are becoming more and more restrictive as to what you can bring on board, what can get past security. So we always tell the the bride in particular, if you have a huge dress um, that maybe needs a little bit of extra padding, it can't be too wrinkled, pack it in a carry-on suitcase all by itself, but put in as much tissue paper balls as you can. When you get to your destination, immediately take it out and let it just hang. And it itself, the dress itself, will lend itself to just spread out back again. Well, you know, these are all really great tips. And I like that idea of, you know, really packing the dress separately. Because also I would think it's a good idea to choose a dress that's also going to fit the destination that that you've decided upon. Now, Marilyn, I I have some specific questions that I want to ask you about your properties, because I know you guys do a really, really great job of planning these destination weddings. So if you can stay with us, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I'd love for you to share some specific details. Not a problem. You're listening to Travel Bags with Anita and Friends, brought to you by Paradises Resorts. We'll be back in a few minutes on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Stay. 